Okay, a very good morning and welcome to Arcadium's podcast. This is episode 16. Uh, our theme this week is the story of Starfang, which is our brand new game, which is coming out and live on the 23rd of March of this year. So let me introduce uh, both Philip and Christian. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Very nice. good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so uh, as we always do, we'll just dive straight into the sort of the first question, um, and we can go from there. So, as I suppose all of our listeners are aware, stories are a big part of our sort of game development process, arcade. So, how did we come up with Starfang's law? I'm not too sure if I can legally or not legally say this. Uh, Probably not legally. <laughs> joke, joke, joking aside, though, it's um, it's a team effort to come up with this story. We kind of sketch an initial skeleton out for you know maybe a character or um, yeah. just a background or a theme, yeah. and then we start adding the other components. So if it's a theme, we're like, okay, yeah, we got this medieval theme, right? What can we do with it? How can we turn this into a story? How can what characters can we add? How can we maybe progress this in the future? And what kind of art style are we going to go for in terms of, you know, is it going to be an epic castle backdrop like Starfangers, or is it going to be something a bit more up close, you know, if like Cower, for instance, it's like that neon city up close kind of feel. Yeah. So you have to decide these factors and then you start building that lore of that particular storyline universe. Um, I'm not too sure what Christian's opinion or even your opinion matters, uh, but that would be from my standpoint, that's what it's like. Yeah, I think we internally here at Arcade and we try to, to brainstorm uh, as much as possible, even though Philip is, is the mastermind behind many of the ideas and the progression of the ideas. But we see it as a team effort to sit down and bounce ideas back and forth because um, it's always good to have a few extra eyes and a few extra ideas to make the storyline really come together. Yeah, because it's cool, right? Because if you look at if you look at Starfinder the game, you've got this you know, epic battle um between you know these fantastic characters and then you you know you're throwing the dragon for good measure you know where where are you sort of drawing your inspiration from that i think more pop culture and just things that i've read as a kid because when i was young i kept you know i went out and played football and, and did everything like that but i also played a lot of video games and i also did a lot of reading and a lot of the fantasy genres back in the early 90s when i was younger you know we had Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, fantastic! Ever uh, you had a bit of Harry Potter as well during during my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you have like really classical literature. I mean, I guess you could sort of class Lord of the Rings of getting to more of the classical classical side. Mm. But you have to look at things like you know from the eighteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds, like Alice in Wonderland, and you know fan- fantasy books like that, because that can inspire your mind to go into those kind of wacky, crazy places. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at, you know, video games. Some of the best stories around now are in video games. Yeah, I think exactly. for me, one of my favorite story-driven games has got to be uh, the Dragon Age series or the um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I, f- I remember playing that in 2006. Unreal. I still, I still play it now yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Actually I, unreal. Really it still is. looks amazing. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, And that was the first game I ever played that was like really story-driven. Yeah. And... I was what, 2006. I was like 13, 14 at the time. So for me, that was like a big point in my life. I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is like a game I can sit here." And yeah. I've probably played now 600 hours in that game, maybe over the course of 15 years. Yeah, um, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, because that's awesome. Because I think you know when you're creating these sorts of cool games, you know, 
we're so lucky in the fact that you do have such a wacky brain um, and in order to be able to draw you know comparisons to these really really cool stories and characters that are out there right now and bring them in so that leads me very very nicely on to the next question so come on then chaps we're talking favorite characters time what are we looking at Morrigan Morrigan for me just because it turns into an absolute kick-ass dragon and that for me anybody that can turn themselves into a dragon and <laughs> and, and start a fight is 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 my leader so I, I think must, I'll put my yeah. hand up and say Morrigan for real Christian you're the same as well are you I am the same as you Matt you know if you can turn yourself into a dragon blow some fire who wouldn't want to be able to do that yeah, for real Come on. yeah winner me. I'm team Aiden just to Come say. on, <laughs> you know, he's, he's 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 an immortal guy. You know, he's been cursed. He's got he's got the sword Starfang, which is part of one of three swords. Uh, he's got a really good story arc coming in the future. With uh, he's going to feature in two more games, um, and you see him in the next game. He will be very much looking for something to kind of carry on because it's going to be set mm. quite a long time from from this game. Yeah. So you're going to see this character evolve, and you're going to see him at his low. And you're going to see him eventually at his, at his all-time high. At the minute, he's kind of just—you can see him in the game. He's in the background. I think it's one of the funniest backgrounds we have because you see Aiden. He's got his—you know—he's got his sword and shield. He's got yeah. staff. He's got staff in his hand. He's looking across. Morrigan's burning down the castle in the distance, and he's like on the hill, like shit. <laughs> I've, got go, I've got to go fight her. Really? <laughs> like, where's everyone else? No, just me. Okay. And you can just tell by his stance, he's thinking, great, I've got, I've got a fight on my hands here. And you see in the game as well, um, we have an animation after the bonus round that I won't spoil, but you see these two characters duke it out <laughs> up close. Um, so it's, it's, it's just really cool just for me to see that Aiden's come to life as a person because I've designed his backstory. I've, I've even designed these, you know, some of his family ties and we're going to see who's part of his family in the future and some yeah. side characters that are going to come to the Starfang universe. And yeah, I know I know how it ends for this guy and I know how it ends for Morrigan. So I'm teammates and all the way. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, let you have, we'll let you have that one, mate. Seriously, yep. we'll let you have that one. So I suppose just being sneaky there, you sort of threw into us there that, that there are some potential side characters and, and yes. plots and all that sort of stuff. Are we going to see some of these sort of crazy side characters and plots being explored in some some games on their own, or are they going to be coming back and sort of, you know, leading on from other games that we're going to do? So, uh, one of the characters that we actually won't see until the third Starfan game, won't spoil his identity, but he's actually going to appear in an Arcadium game this summer, and he's actually got his own game uh, later on this year as well as a spin-off mm -hmm. to his own yeah. kind of thing, and he's very closely related to the characters within the game but i'm not going to spoil it and we're also going to see another person pop up in um game number two which is very very close to the way to Aiden. and also we see new villains come into the franchise as well but you know i won't count morrigan out as well she uh she's she's someone who's going to pop around as well you you can't you can't kick her ass for long she'll come back and she'll kick your ass back <laughs> so um cool. we're going to see a lot of characters come in a lot of these characters maybe are going to come in from uh unexpectedly from a different kind of area in the, in the arcade and kind of universe as we call it right. but you're going to see for sure are we going to see him this year or is this going to be more sort of you know 2022 and beyond so you'll see one of the characters this year, as mentioned, um, he will appear in a game um, in Q3 cool. this year, and then also appear in his own game in Q4. Nice. And then you'll see in next year, you'll see Aiden progress, um, looking looking for something, searching for someone, and coming up against a new villain. 
Um, however, the game that comes out in Q4 is running alongside Aiden's game in terms of timeline-wise. Right. Um, and that's the reason why Aiden is not fighting the threat in that game because he's fighting another threat. So this other character is kind of, you can class it as master and apprentice kind of relationship. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail uh, in the third game what the relationship actually is. Um, so yeah, you'll see that come in. And then 2023 is when the Starfriend kind of storyline ends. Um, in terms of you know progression awesome so how do we manage to merge this sort of epic gameplay um and story into this cohesive product that we can actually put out to market to Pontus? christian might be able to give you his view on that one yes yes well it, it's it's a lot of talking back and forth um myself and philip and the team we have long conversations uh how to merge this in and we give our ideas uh, Philip is normally the person who, who drives the game story and all that, but he is very good at taking on feedback from the rest of the team um, to help to build these stories uh, and the character progressions and make them emerge in. Don't get me wrong, it's not an easy task. It takes a lot of time. I do a lot of bets with Philip. I bet him he cannot do it. <laughs> uh, who's winning at the minute? Come on, uh, seriously, who's winning Philip at the minute? Off. Philip is winning. Philip yeah, is the winning. amount of free lunches I get is ridiculous. <laughs> House always wins, right? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in that aspect. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, you've bet me lunch. Okay. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. If there's food on the table, then it's always good to go. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Exactly. So now you all know Philip's uh, weak point here. Yeah. yeah I, it's quite, I'm lucky I'm quite slim because if it wasn't, I'd be... Uh, in another life, I was probably a very big gentleman. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay, cool. Anything just, Philip, on your side, mate, you just want to throw into that one, just in terms of building out that merging the gameplay and story? It's it's tricky because you have to get the right balance. You cannot yeah. go to... Because with, with a, it's a slot game at the end of the day, or it could be a table game, you never know. And the mechanics have to be there, and they have to be solid. That's the most important part of the game. Because if that skeleton isn't there, you don't have a game, let's face it. Yeah. But I feel now with it's the, it's the way the world's going if you look at films if you look at tv series people want that story mm-hmm. and why not give it them in the slot as well so it's about making sure the player can access the story as well uh, you can see it in our marketing you can see it even with the fight scene in the game or even if the player just clicks on the rules you know it's six lines maybe but it's six lines of story so you can kind of figure it out and then it'll progress and if they want to find out they can come to the arcade side and it goes a bit more in detail and you know we're eventually going to have character profiles once the games come out a bit more so when Starfang is finished for instance we'll have oh you know this is Aiden this is how Aiden progressed you know this is his history kind of thing and Very same cool. for Morrigan same for other characters so we really want to drive that home but it's getting that right balance if you don't get the balance you're you're not in a good shape yeah yeah nice okay so I suppose this is more of a from a listener's point of view so is there any easter eggs um, you know that the guys can look out for any story details that we should potentially keep a close eye on that are games are coming out so we can have a look I'm um, I'm kind of losing track of how many easter eggs we actually have now in certain games loads so uh, <laughs> I would yeah. say always look very closely to the backgrounds of the yeah. games or like some of the characters even as well because yeah. uh, in Flashback Heroes we have a character called Ace Angel and one of his friends, who I'm not going to name yet, is going to be is the character I was speaking about before. Is going to you know be in this game and also have his own side game and a bit appearing in the Starfang universe. However, Ace Danger has like tattoos that refer to another game and uh, this other character. You know, you'll see subtle things that say arcade in the background, or you'll see characters or references to other games within the game's background. Um, so you may see an upcoming title 
within a game where you may see an upcoming character hiding in a background somewhere just to like say yeah look you know can you spot me i'm here um i think pretty cool our game in april is one of the first that uh, really appears you'll see a character somewhere in this background um that's not a part of this game but he's a part of a game that comes out uh, the following month uh, and he's quite an interesting character, Daniel, as we, as we like to know him as. So you'll see these references pop up and we're starting to, it's a lot more prevalent from um, flashback heroes going onwards because we wanted to show, you know, people who play these games, these are not just, it's not it's not just one game for us. You know, even if it's a, you know, a standalone story, this game is never going to have a sequel, blah, blah, blah. We still want to tie it into our own arcade universe. So you'll see these Easter eggs just because you know we don't think of this as just one game we, we like every yeah. game we make so we want to give it some love so you'll see references to other things or you know they'll pop up ever, ever elsewhere and i guess it's kind of the way movies have gone and video games are i mean video yeah, game historians have been going is. for a long time yeah and i think people get invested though right do you know what i mean people get invested in the graphics the design the characters as we've talked about already the story right the moment you get invested yep. into the story and you then see those different elements coming out in other games people just love to see that now in, in everything that they do so it's very cool yeah and it's it's kind of like playing where's waller or where's waldo for the other other name for him which apparently i'm a lookalike of anyway you are normally normally harry Potter. Or you Norman's need to wear a jumper. I'll send you yeah. one. You can wear hey, it. Halloween for me. Halloween for me is super easy. Where's Wally? Where's Waldo? I can imagine. Much. I can't wait. We'll do a yeah. podcast specifically on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it's, it feels like playing that game. It's, you know, where's Waldo? Where's Wally? Just yeah. because you're trying to spot all these Easter eggs on these characters and things. And sometimes when, because I don't say to the artist, put this specific Easter egg in or whatever. I let them run right. They can do everyone in terms of that. So when yeah. you see these backgrounds or you see like. It, it takes such a long time. I think Ace Danger has a tattoo of one of uh, the characters from some of our games beforehand, like a whole sleeve. And I was looking at the, t- I was like, what are those tattoos? And I was like, oh my God, it's this character. It's, it's that dragon. I was like, wow. And, it, and, you, and, you, and you get that sense of like, wow, I've spotted this. And then you look at the rest of the background, it's like, wow. And it's really subtle things. But once you find them, you feel so happy. I don't know why. It sounds really sad yeah. out loud. <laughs> it's like a treasure hunt in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Cool. Wicked. All right. Well, listen, um, just again to all of our listeners, we've got Starfang, which is going to be going, you know, on wide release on the 23rd of March. So really looking forward um, to getting that out there. Obviously, we'll be dropping loads of information out there across social media over the next couple of weeks. Yep. So everybody look out for that. And as always, gentlemen, an absolute pleasure. Uh, really looking forward to getting this game out there and the world to see it. So thanks very much for your time, guys. All right. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks Thank very you. much. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.